Hi, I'm Kanika Malik. I am from India, currently working with an organization called Sangha, which is not-for-profit committed to improving global mental health. And I'm a clinical psychologist by training, but largely working with youth health um, in last four, three, four years. Um, I am part of one of the program which were funded by uh, Welcome Trust on active commissions looking at you know looking at commissions looking at active ingredient and I particularly focus on behavioral activation particularly understanding you know what is the impact of behavioral activation what are its characteristics if they use in a program and what is acceptability among young people. So yes, warm welcome, Kanika, to the podcast. For people who don't know, um, can you start by just telling us what behavioural activation is and, and why you decided to focus on it as an active ingredient? So I will try and uh, be brief to explain behavioural activation. So it's, it's one of those systematic techniques which try and increase your engagement into positive activities. These positive activities can be something you, you enjoyed previously or continue to enjoy currently, or it can be something which is valuable or meaningful to you, you know, something that does add to your confidence or make you feel good about it. And it does it gradually and systematically and has been used largely in depression. So where we see there's a lot of withdrawal and avoidance, it helps to break that avoidance and uh, withdrawal gradually. And also now has been expanded anxiety because you know avoidance again is a main feature where people do avoid certain objects or activities uh, because of the anxiety and associated feature. So that's that's what behavioral activation is. It's the technique to break this uh, chain of withdrawal and avoidance through engaging in more positive activities. Uh, why did I choose to work on BA? It's it's I think it's multiple reason. One is this literature where you know I, I was very, you know, it's very fascinating how a simple technique like BA has been gradually expanding to cover not only depression, but anxiety, substance abuse, even, you know, there are a few studies on psychosis. So that was quite fascinating to me. And, you know, there's entire unified protocols which are built around, you know, BA as a technique trying to address multiple disorders. So one, I think that's where my interest um, originated. And then our organization has been working on B as a component for a long time. We had completed previously a trials with adult, which was based on B intervention for depression. And now we are doing another trial with young people, the school going adolescents, which has multiple techniques with B as one component. Uh, but there also we saw, you know, uh, young people with both with depression, anxiety, like problems, preferred B over exposure. Maybe just it's less threatening, but we found actually there's a greater preference for BA. So with um, with these factors, you know, uh, the literature, the our organization work, and you know what I observe personally in my experience of running a project with young people, uh, it led me to work on choose BA as a possible active ingredient. And we know from research in adults that behavioral activation is not inferior to CBT for depression. You know, the, the COBRA trial that was published in 2016, I think it was. Mm -hmm. um, so is it the case that we, as is often the case in youth mental health, we just don't have such strong evidence? What, what, what did you find with your review? And, and did it kind of support your initial ideas about BA and how well it is likely to work in young people? Um. 
so it's quite a mix findings so i told you, you know we have been working on ba for a long we have been now trying out with young people in india in one of the project and you know there's this entire um, developmental conception that you know uh, cognitive skills are slow to develop and behavior skills are you know more faster and adolescents always look young people always look for something concrete so with that idea i thought you know bm might be the thing you know young people do enjoy using it and there would be a lot of proof to it but the evidence was mixed uh, by mixed i mean when i looked at the quantitative studies uh, there were very few studies for young people uh, you know adolescents and young adult uh, there was just three trials and few you know case control studies uh, but when we looked at qualitative literature where there were young people voices captured we saw that many young people in a natural you know um, in their natural life in how they habitually cope use something which is very similar to be you know trying to find activity scheduling it taking step by step you know pushing themselves putting reminders taking support of others to carry on those activities so there we found you know in a naturally something like be dust work with young people they found it very effective it was one of the uh, you know among it was one of the two top contenders term of the coping strategy which young people naturally would like to use so which give us uh, you know um confidence is something like this work but what we need is possibly more research with young people uh, which is currently lacking overall in be as well as i think overall in field of mental so i suppose there's a clear research priority here from this work in that we need to do quantitative research to find out whether behavioral activation is a safe and effective treatment for young people right with depression and anxiety right uh so i think this is one clear priority you know is 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 it a safe and acceptable treatment and i think something very clearly uh, closely associated is is whether if you look at cro- uh, cobra trial and other trials of be in adults or you know few carried out with young people uh, like work of chu and other uh and the recent one in japan uh be intervention tend to be very complicated you know each of them had around 7 to 8 intervention elements um and that seems a lot right for a young person to learn and to practice and uh, especially if you're working in a low uh, resource setting that's that's quite a bit so at one point you know where be is being coined that it's something simpler than cbt uh, but then we are still putting so many behavioral elements into it so i think that's something is you know what is be and what elements it it should have that's i think another question which we are generally gra- grappling across i think um the whole literature um So I think there's a lot to be found out in terms of you know what is B does it work, what should entail, what is necessary, what is you know something secondary. Let's say that a big research funder came along after listening to this podcast and said, right, here's three million pounds. You can do a randomized controlled trial. What would you do? What would you? What would the intervention be? What would you compare it with? What would the kind of would it be a non inferiority trial you know what sort of method do you think would work best to answer this first key question that we have right um i really hope our funder hear this blog and you know really try and give in some uh, funds to work it um i think both from research and what we found uh, from young people that usually we need a lot of evidence from be even when we interacted with youth advisor they said yeah it does sound good in principle it does does sound something you know nice but we really need more uh, you know evidence one does be work across two conditions so depression anxiety itself are you know 
multi condition especially anxiety has so many uh, sub conditions under it so to what extent you know uh, these uh, be something like ba does work with these condition does you know um, your existing level of symptoms have impact on it or you know uh, your readiness has impact on it how one social support does have impact on this circle and i think the one biggest question which came from my youth advisor i think something you know does it has a long term impact most of these psychological interventions do get some relief in short term but what happens to long term and something like ba which looks very simple does it sustain itself in long term um so yes uh, i think it will be one for me interesting thing to look at will be a lot of dismantling research that one what are the components that make an effective ba do we need nine components or do we need to have you know a simplified ba so i will really look at some sort of this or comparing itself you know what is the optimal ba look like and secondly you know um, it will be interesting you know what are the factors that does support the short term and long term sustenance of the effect of something like a ba and what kind of workers in a health system or a broader system do you think can deliver this kind of intervention for people uh so based on my experience again i think andreas has started with it uh given sangat has long experience of you know working community mental health and global mental health and we largely work with non specialists uh so i don't see a reason why a non specialist cannot deliver and when we have you know one large trial and two on uh, one ongoing trial which are largely looking at you know what can enable uh, you know young uh, and frontline workers a non specialist to deliver so i think they do form a great uh, you know first level the uh, support that can deliver this intervention especially in low resource economies where there are not too many mental health uh, provider india being one country where the ratio is really 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 poor we don't even have one uh, psychiatrist psychology to you know to uh, you know maybe more than a lakh of population is being killed by uh, one person uh, so that's that does believe you know a frontline worker i i i would like to believe a frontline worker can deliver and of course you know they can be always more complicated models and you know more nuances as more experts de- deliver but having this um, simplified force would be really helpful to reach out to um young people and i would also like to say something like ba you know should not be just restricted to a therapy um it something can be you know part of a community centers or you know some of local resources ba is just being about active uh, activating yourself finding gradually things you know you can engage with um so i will see as something you know um which schools which um you know um local community centers can support generate activities create spaces where you know young people can come together and gradually try and support and work through their own problem as well as support other people in this process So you've already mentioned that you were surprised by the lack of quantitative evidence that you found in your review. Was there anything else that surprised you? Um I think the other thing I did surprise me that's to say you know what is BA? I think this is a eternal question if you look at every BA intervention it's so different. There are multiple you know some has one element or other has uh, you know another element so you know when even if we do a sort of systematic review and meta analysis i was still not sure am i talking about one intervention or is it different interventions altogether um and i think oh, i think the other thing uh, was surprising is that you know 
very less of young people voices are incorporated in any of these interventions um how do they feel how you know whether it was an intervention development or evaluation um young people were given very less priority in designing material designing you know interventions or you know planning the evaluations we often hear about manualized psychotherapies and the importance of therapies being manualized particularly for research so we can have lots of trials that are doing it the same way do you think there's an argument here for more manualization of behavioral activation um i'm not sure if it might be good to have a manualization i think as a starting point uh given a sense of exactly what we agree be or if you look at currently the behavioral activation treatment will have something on activity scheduling and monitoring then there's problem solving then there's social skill training then function analysis and there's just so many stuff at the end of the day you know even if we have few trials i'm not sure you know what i'm calling b and what is actually working what is the ingredient there do we i, I need all these six seven ingredients or maybe there was a smaller you know say just three ingredient will they have actually produced the same result and you know that also criticism that does get into cbd there are just so many elements by the time do you you reach cognitive did actually someone pick up cognitive or you know they were already better and you know you're just stretching the intervention for sake of it um so it might be a good idea to have some uh, manualization some structure to it and you know and then there's always a scope for flexibility but i do feel you know initially um this may help the process and you know may help to have a uniformity at least we all know when i'm talking ba what i am talking ba i'm not talking you know someone is talking about a different intervention composition and i was talking about another different composition when i watched the video that you made for your review it really struck me how you had involved young people in the project itself um that came through loud and clear um just tell us a bit about how your youth advisors worked on the project with you uh so uh, our largely a work with youth advisors what more of you know um in in terms of consultation so once we did completed our review and were ready with the preliminary draft we did you know talk through them what is ba what we found in terms of you know what is systematic quantitative evidence indicate what does qualitative evidence indicate and then we had around three discussions with them uh, focusing on you know how they feel about these results to what extent uh, it resonates with their experiences how it differs where they do see most gap and you know what would be important research priorities from their end and you know i think in last workshop they were just involved with us in uh, designing this video you know what should be the messages going in what will the graphics look like um how gender neutral or you know how gender reflective this entire uh video need to be the animations need to be uh so that was the degree of involvement and to you know if i can just take a few more seconds to answer that i was really really surprised with the amount of understanding these young people had uh at times you know we felt we are saying so much it might just you know go over their head but it took me so by so much surprise amount of reflection they have what they uh, you know graphs how much they able to actually talk to the experience and how much sense they have um that was a great learning experience for me it's interesting when you speak to researchers who've been through this process this active ingredients review process and uh, worked with youth advisors i've spoken to quite a few now and 
there's a, a, a range of different ways that young people have been involved. But what everyone has said is that the, the review and the method of the review um, enabled them as researchers to look at the evidence differently to how they would have done if they had just done a, a desk-based systematic review and they hadn't involved any young people in the process. What, what did you learn that was different that you couldn't have just learned from the published literature? What did the young people add to your review? Um, I think those, I think one message which came out very repeatedly during our you know consultations, we had three consultations, and for just time and again came, was this entire uh, feeling about how BA is being explained, and you know what are the missing components. Uh, so the young people, you know, time and again, caution us. You know, when we are talking about BA, it might give someone who's you know new to the field or outside the field the sense you know. The problem is within the individual and they need to fix their behavior and get fine with it. Um, and that's, you know, a very simplistic notion of mental health. It doesn't work like that. Um, so they have, you know, uh, encouraged us to look at, you know, how B is framed, how it is talked through as something that take into these multiple nuances into account, especially, you know, when you are creating awareness about it or when you're doing a psychoeducation with a participant or a patient in a clinical setting. And secondly, I think the role of social support came out very, uh, you know, strongly, which is not very easy to decipher from research that, you know, how the entire, whether I can complete uh, successfully implement BA like program is lost, is, has lost to do with my social environment, the support I have, the opportunity I get, the people around me and, you know, all those uh, various elements of the social environment. Uh, is really important. And I think these two things were very difficult to get from the published studies. And these final nuances were very um, enriching to uh, learn from young people. So we've spoken a bit already about the future research priorities that come out of this work, but I'm also interested in the kind of clinical implications of this work. If there are people listening who are health professionals or junior health workers, people who work with young people affected by depression and anxiety. Do you think your review has any implications for them? Uh, I think we did uh, say that, you know, there's a lot to figure out because I, I think we started with it. We don't know whether VA works or not simply because we don't have enough research to it. Uh, so, you know, we will need more research to conclusively say what works, what doesn't work, particularly in BA. But if we listen to young people and look at, uh, you know, the lot of qualitative research and what is a lot of coping research, it does look like, you know, BA can be something really uh, useful as a component of the intervention. It can be a standalone, but it can be part of the uh, intervention. It does help, you know, person to become active, does add, you know, add to um, their sense of confidence. Uh, but you know, while implementing, you know, a number of factors do need to be taken into account, you know, who is this person, what is the level of readiness, what is their symptoms looking like, and how they are understanding it. Uh, so in nutshell, I do feel that something like we have a place in depression, anxiety, uh, but where it can be placed, I think something that requires more clinical research as well. Um, or I think, you know, one thing which none of the research does talk about it, you know, how BA can be also part of the community. It should not be just restricted to um, an intervention. 
it's it's a component which can be adapted to everyday life and you know to surrounding that's something uh i feel uh that overall the research keep missing can you know our community center support something like be or can a school support something like be and it should not be just um an intervention something like a universal promotion where everyone gets a chance uh periods are dedicated to do something activating everyone gets involved there's multiple avenues um available so i think that's something uh maybe another place we do sh- you know we need to look at you know does be can be a universal intervention and can do a lot more preventive work and can be delivered outside the therapy settings mm-hmm.